This is Eric Rutan of Cannibal Corpse. You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast with Andrew McKay-Smith. Thanks so much for joining me. I've got a deep and revealing conversation to share with you featuring the man who was out front of Enough's Enough for many years, Mr. Donny V. The catalyst for the chat is due to the launch of Donny's new single, Party Time, and the Donny V Collection, a limited edition USB or flash drive containing five or six of Donny's studio albums and EPs. We touch on the music, but this chat is far more notable for the manner in which Donny opens up and talks about his battle with anxiety. It's inspirational to hear Donny talk about such things as I myself have struggled with anxiety for many years and I'm sure many of you listening can relate. So here he is, Donny V. We made it. All right, we made it. Yeah, I went on that <laughs> link. Uh, I think somebody sent me a fucked up link, but it said your uh, thing at the bottom, scars, guitars, or whatever. And but I was, yeah. could you see me logging on and off? No, no. So I, I um, oh, I logged okay. on at my time for the schedule. And I, what I do normally do is because it happens occasionally, I'll wait fifteen minutes, and then when you didn't show up, I thought, okay, you might have other things to do. That happens, you know. And then uh, Michael sent me <laughs> an email <laughs> saying, at like like as it's 4 30 here in the morning it's five o'clock now but um right. saying uh you were in in the chat room we were in the zoomer and uh i logged on and i think no i couldn't see you but then he was in there he joined me so never mind mate we got might have been a fucked up link or something somebody had sent me because uh i tried the new the next link that michael just sent me i yeah. sent it to myself over my email and then this one that one worked so something was up over there it was goofy mate it, it i'm happens. sorry about that yeah, I, I feel know. like shit today. <laughs> yeah, my, Tell my me what's been going on. So bad. Oh man, my anxiety's through the roof today. Then this didn't fucking help me. Um, no, I get anxiety too. I get anxiety uh, too, Donnie. I, I mine's get paralyzing. It's crippling. You know, what I mean, some days this is. I mean, I'm I'm white knuckling it, grinning, bearing it, faking through it. You know what I mean? But there's some days, man, where it's, I can't even do that. You know, it's so horrible. But uh, well, you, you have that you too, think? huh? Oh, I do, mate. Yeah, it's 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 fucking horrible, mate. I uh, I take something called Indoral, um, which which calms my nerves. I don't know whether you've heard of that drug, but it actually does work. I, I no. still I work nine to five, mate. I've got a lot of responsibilities. Two kids. Oh, I do a lot of these interviews, and uh, some days I'll admit now, mate. I've used drinking alcohol to try to manage the uh, the anxiety, the stress I have. And, yeah, I uh, quit drinking, and I I just don't. Uh, when I try that, it's just, I start feeling shitty. 
and stuff. You know what I mean? Um, I just turn off all the lights and lay in the dark and hope something doesn't attack me. You know what I mean? I feel like something's going to get me. Is it? <clears throat> like what, what get hands? Yeah, hands I, I get the like same my, thing. Yeah, yeah my well, eyes what, are what, spinning and shit. Hmm? What do you think the catalyst was that caused it? Oh, uh, I'm I'm starting. I've been trying to figure that out for for years. Um, it, to me, it, it, it seems like that that just uh, is random. It just happens for no. Uh, I guess psychologically there might be something triggering it, but not that I know of. You know, what I mean, everything's great today. Everything's fine. Um, just um, you know, it just happened. My brain just uh, went wacky. You know, what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I do. It's a, it's a horrible affliction, and it's something that I've had panic attacks in front of rooms full of people, and yeah. uh, it's it's the, the two most embarrassing moments of my life when that happened. But I don't take it personally from the perspective that I think it's something that happened to me, not something that I caused. If that makes sense. Yeah, I know. I'm not ashamed of it. It's mm. just I'm I feel humiliated and ashamed of of the the symptoms that I'm showing, and then you get and then I get in my head. You know what I mean? And then it just unwinds like a watch spring. It's just bizzing. Yeah. <clears throat> but I'm, I'm, it comforts me to know that you got it too and you understand what's up. You know what I mean? So I kind of feel kind of feel a bond right now. <laughs> My glasses too, broke yesterday, so I can't see anything. Uh, I like to hide gosh. behind them. I don't know why these headphones are. I don't know why the ear pods weren't working, but it's okay. Can you edit this stuff? Of course I can. Yeah. yeah oh, okay. Can. So you can edit yeah. out all the. All this bullshit. All right, good. I, I do like what, to. Uh, yeah. Though this stuff, I mean, I, I will never include anything you don't want me to include. God, I, I consider myself a vault of rock and roll secrets. Let me tell you, but sharing you know these. I don't care if, if you want to show this. I this would probably be. I'm trying to think of something. I want to start some awareness for mental health yeah. here in the the country because we they don't care about them. That there's no uh, really attention or any energy given to mental health. They just let people out there, you know, and just and then think that they're pieces of shit when they fucking fall apart and, and can't take care of themselves or yelling at cars and shit like that. You know what I mean? Hmm. So I, I would like to do something awareness, awareness for this stuff. So I don't care if you leave this in, it'll at least be different than the other interviews, you know? Yeah. Well, I think it's, it's very brave of you to, to, uh, feel comfortable with that because I mean, if you're comfortable with it, I'd like to, because people need to understand that, if someone like Donny V has these issues, mate, anybody has these issues. I've had them my whole life. That's why I used to drink and shit like that and do blow and shit like that just to give me like confidence or courage and stuff when I'm scared to death. But everybody just viewed that as uh, I'm just an irresponsible fuckhead who's fucking everything up and stuff, you know, instead of I didn't really know what my condition was at that time. I just thought everything that I knew and the way I felt about it. I just tried, I was ashamed and I, you know, I tried to hide it and I hid it from everybody. I was afraid to, you know, because uh, I already have enough weaknesses, you know what I mean? Then I got that too. And, and everybody just pick on me scared to death. You know what I mean? They, they got me bad enough as it was, you know what I mean? So if I'm scared to death or I'm hiding from my shadow, you know, they're going to get me, get me even worse. And, and I've been laid here and feel like something's going to, something wants to kill me or something wants to get me. And I don't know what the fuck it is. And, and I feel vulnerable and exposed and stuff. And then I get in a little tiny place somewhere in the dark. <laughs> you know, it's fucked up. But, um, yeah, at least this interview will be different than a lot of them. I want to come to Australia really bad. Yeah, I can't believe you haven't been here. That's something I you, you've got fans here. I know the, the 
the diet enough's enough came over there. I heard right before the pandemic and I'm sorry about that. It's not my fault. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not going to slam and rip on him though. Yeah, it's all good. Your, your debut is very popular in Australia. I mean, Enough's Enough's debut was very popular over here. It caused, really? big, yeah, it had a big impact. Yeah, there are a lot of bands that after that came out that changed their sound because I think that was the meeting point between certainly the image is one thing and you get asked about the image all the time, so I won't go down that that pathway. Well, the image, yeah, it's uh, been there, done that with that stuff. It was a mistake paid dearly for it and that's all there is to know about the image you know but but the um, reality is you you were really the meeting point between black sabbath the ramones and the beatles that works for me so you hear yeah. the the punk rock in it too right absolutely oh, yeah, yeah that's seen i i I've, everybody always doesn't hear the punk rock in it but it's, it's totally punk rock i got total fucking attitude the snotty little fucking attitude <laughs> you know yeah it's, so it's throw, let's throw a Let's throw a chimp on the Barbie. <laughs> a chimp, a shrimp. You a know, chimp, the funny thing chimp. is in, Austra- in Australia, we don't even call we call them prawns. You see, that, that was, that was a marketing thing that Paul Hogan did around Crocodile Dundee for oh, uh, it's, it's North shrimp. Americans. Well, we, we, if he's, I don't, most Australians, I think if you said shrimp would have some awareness of what it is, but we'd never call them shrimp. They're called prawns. Oh, I thought that was, I thought it was chimp. Nah, ch- shrimp chimpanzee. Um, I thought you guys are over there eating fucking monkeys and shit. I don't know. Smear a little Vegemite on it. <laughs> Vegemite. Well, you know about Vegemite. Yeah, I have that most mornings. Yeah, yeah, that's fairly uniquely Australian, isn't it? Well, you guys can't live without it because uh, I've had a lot of fans that come over here and uh, we'll meet them or something and they got their Vegemite with them. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> I only know about that from that Men at Work song Vegemite sandwich. <laughs> You sing that well. Have you sung that song before? Just fucking around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sings. Oh, my shit's clipping out. Sorry. You're right. I Colin can't Hale, see anything. His yeah, he was great, though. They just came and went so fast, you know. But I've I've seen him, like, in Ringo's band or some shit like that. Yeah. Holland yeah. Hay. Yeah, I liked them. Yeah, I play I covers, liked, uh, so I play all that stuff. Yeah. I love the Vines. The Vines, they were from your... Uh, oh, Australia. gosh, the Vines. Yeah, we might disagree on that point. I didn't like them at all, to be honest with you. I liked, the, okay. I liked some yeah. of the music. I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't dig... Uh, I thought the meltdowns were interesting, you know. I mean? Craig Nichols. <laughs> the music. Craig Nichols, yeah. yeah and I yes. liked uh, liked uh, Jet. Jet yeah. were cool. Yeah. Good debut. That's Great a, debut. Love the new, Libby Newton-John. <laughs> That was my uh, growing up crush, you know. I probably, probably my first, uh, my first time masturbating was probably Olivia Newton. <laughs> <laughs> Going back in the Abba. time machine, there you go. Yeah, yeah, Olivia Newton John, Kylie Minogue. Have you heard of Kylie? I've heard of her, but that's a little later in the thing where I've. Uh, uh, I don't know how I the, you know, I used to watch and I've seen Olivia Newton John. Everybody, you know, basically. Uh, on TV, you know, and then uh, with the uh, Vine, somebody turned me on to it and I would listen to some of it. I never, I don't have any records, you know, I'm never, when I was a kid, I didn't, I couldn't afford records and when I'm older mm-hmm. now. I, I, I don't listen to music, you know, it's like my job. So when I'm not doing my job, I'm, I'm kicking it and watching uh, shows and TV and, or just fucking around doing, doing all kinds of projects and activities and stuff, you know, got to fill the time. 
Yeah, yeah. So what takes up most of your time these days? Is it, is it the recording, writing songs, getting things organised around your music, or are you doing other things? These days, right now, currently, um, interviews. <laughs> yeah, yeah. These interviews are taking up most of my time, you know, and, uh, but um, I'm grateful for them, you know what I mean? I, I will go a period of time where there's none, you know, mm-hmm. and then um, and then I got a bunch like this because uh, we, we haven't ever haven't ever released a solo single and video with with uh, the proper promotion and, and hiring the proper team and stuff to get it out there. Hmm. Shit, you know what I mean? It was just uh, relying on um, a shitty label. They didn't do anything. You know what I mean? So that whole beautiful things record, my best record ever. They just fucking might as well have just thrown it right in the garbage. And it's the best thing I ever did. So, um, you know, I'm still supporting that one. So I released a single. That's why I put out a single so it can still be in support of that record. Uh Gotcha. Yeah. What what label was that? And I I choose not to even mention them. You know what I mean? It's uh that would be that'd be a pimpy move of me to mention. I don't want them out there slamming me to the three followers they got. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's okay. I got no no hard feelings with them. They just weren't able to do anything for me and except take, you know, take uh percentage of the money you know what i mean and i barely make any money anyway with this shit so you know it's like forget that so now we're doing it in the house and uh, so far doing really well you know yeah you're doing a great job with it all at the moment yeah. but that's 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 such a trend donnie with very talented artists like yourself to be fucked over by the industry the industry is extremely predatory as you're well aware and uh people look at you as an urn they don't look at you as an artist promoting something that can actually connect with people. And from this conversation that we had up top, it's extremely meaningful, the fact that you're making music. Well, that's all I, uh, that's my, that's all I care about is in, as far as this business goes, it's all I care about is the artistic, you know I mean? I don't, I don't want to be a rich and famous rock star. I mean, it's nice to have money, but I don't need much, you know, and anytime I've had money, just take care of my family or, or, probably spend it all on drugs is what I used to do, you know? And, um, but I don't need that much. I'm it's the, it's the thing that gets me off is the creative when that magic happens and there's another great song. And, uh, that's how I get in it. And when it connects to somebody out there, when somebody gets the song that, and he understands what I'm talking about and, um, and it affects their, that's that I consider that a success, you know? What are you talking about or what are you singing about? It might be self-evident, but I need to ask the question with the singing What am I singing time. about? It depends on what song it is. So party time. What, what, what are you singing about in that one? I'm singing to everybody. Let's party. You know what I mean? It's, uh, it's very, uh, it's, it's much simpler than most of the stuff that I've done. And, and, um, but yeah, I've been kind of, kind of trying to come up with this song for a long time, just to, this, an anthem of something like, you know, we are the champions. We will rock you. Uh, I want to rock and roll all night and ain't nothing but a good time. You know, something simple like that, that other people can, any, any genre of music can, you know, bang their heads to and uh, sing and, you know, and chant. And, um, and it took a while to come up with this one. Um, it just came to me like all songs do. And, um, and I could just hear the, the potential in this party time, you know, just have a good time. And how can you, uh, who couldn't like a party, you know, who doesn't want a party. So 
it's got a little bit of a soul feel to it in the verses and shit. There's a soul yeah. sort of Motowny type thing, and and I like it. <clears throat> I think it's a good song, but I think it's it's very commercially marketable, especially with the video and stuff. And I'd like to get it in a commercial or something, you know, like a beer commercial or or something mm. on TV or a sporting thing or something like that. And and uh, you know, there's a lot of guys do, and that's where and then you probably bring in a little bit of revenue you know what i mean and then i can mm. if, if there's money to not worry then i can just make music and, and release it i wouldn't even charge people for anything except for the fact that somebody's got to pay the bills and stuff like that you know if, if someone was you might have already answered this question by the way but if someone was yet to become acquainted with your solar material where would you say was a great starting point um get this new flash drive that i'm uh, that i'm just releasing mm -hmm. it's a uh, let me show you. Uh, just releasing this, I did already put out the pre-sales. I can't see anything. This is my flash drive. Yep. This little thing that goes into nice. the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. this is also this is also a meet and greet and VIP and shit laminate if you come to my shows. You know what I mean? So it's not only your flash drive, it's also that. Um VIP meet and greets and stuff like that. Anything, maybe even a uh, mission or whatever but also there's there's all all five of my uh, studio records solo records are on on there um you know just enough wrapped around my middle finger the white album beautiful things and uh, there's one called extra strength that i did where I, I sing the strength album only like with just an acoustic or a piano or something you know mm. it's simple and brought back down and then there's a sixth record that half of it is like demos from from some of the records so you can hear the demo form and then the other half of that and i think there's like between eight and ten brand new songs so it's like a new record it's just i didn't use the big promote big production expensive production i did it here here those songs here and they were they were my demos but um <clears throat> i mean anybody that's buying this thing is probably going to be a pretty pretty decent fan you know big fan yeah. stuff so the demos they, they're listenable. They sound good. You know what I mean? They're just not, not all that super, you know, quite like my last record, you know, it's, it's, but, um, you know, that costs, um, 15, $20,000 to get that, to get that record to sound that good. You know what I mean? So mm. if you can hear it and get the, <clears throat> cause in like the sixties and seventies, they didn't have all that, that, uh, you know, I mean, the sound of some of these records and stuff, it's basically, it's the, the parts. If you have the right parts, it'll sort of help mix itself. You know what I mean? If you, if you go with overdo it with production or you got the wrong parts, they don't gel together. Right. And, and it's like magic. It's, it's like actual magic when, when things click and go, Ooh, it's magic. And it's just like abracadabra and something, you know, out of nowhere, all of a sudden everything starts happening. And then the next thing and the next thing, it's really, it's really great experience. You know, each time when it, when I, put the parts together and, and it comes together and I listen to it. I'm done. I'm like fucking there's another one. You know what I mean? Just keep going. Let's add another one and another one. But uh, usually if you, by the time you write and demo a song, um, then by the time you mix that stuff, now it's going to be uh, probably a year or less, a little less to <clears throat> till you're recording that song for real in the big studio, bringing a big production. You know what I mean? And then it's going to probably be a year from that time till people can hear it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you're usually going from your demos to your full production. 
during the end of the last record's run. You know what I mean? That's when the new batches will come. And then so, so it just keeps going, and, you know, and, and I can't stand that. And when I'm done with a song, I want everybody to hear it right away. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I, I hear you. And, and talking about uh, the way I'm taking it, you're talking about the alchemy of songwriting and getting everything right prior to actually pressing record. So on that note, what was the band that helped you conjure party time? Uh, I don't know. I probably just my same influences that, that, that I use, uh, that I have in me to, to write, you know, most songs, you know, and, and mm. there's also, you got to consider the, the great beyond, uh, whatever is out there that, um, gives me these song ideas. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, mm. I can hear them in my head when they come. There's, it's just, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. All of a sudden this idea comes into my head and it's like, I heard it before. And then I got to sit down and do the work and <clears throat> get it on my little phone recorder. And then I do the work and put it together. And that's where my experience and, and knowledge and everything comes in. And then I sing it, of course. Um, but a lot of parts of uh, it will come to me, you know, out of thin air, you know? So I don't know if it's something working through me, something working, with me something um but i mean it's it's definitely one thing that i think it it surely isn't is it's just me being such a genius that i can come up with all this great stuff there's got to be some other explanation you know i can't even uh i can't even tie my shoes without being scared to death these days you know so how am i gonna but and people tell me i don't give myself enough credit i'm you know but uh it sounds like a um, I just, I'm just more credit. Yeah. I'm just being honest. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, there's a lot of things that happen in my life. Uh, like I got a peak at the other side. I died and went, and went, went to this other realm and, and then came back and was revived and stuff. And mm -hmm. um, I seen the, the, the little bit of knowing that I came back out of that situation with was a knowing I know it's there. That's all I need. That's all I needed to know, you know what I mean? And so, what happened, uh, what happened to cause that? Um, I drowned. I drowned, and uh, and so uh, I can I could see myself. I could see my body, you know, like the like the stories that you hear. I could see it, and I was mm -hmm. kind of like coming out. And it's like it's not a when you leave the body. There's no no bets are off. I'm like you, you. You don't need to see something. You don't need to hear it. You don't need to speak. You don't need to this and that because uh, that's just a thing that in these bodies where we're here, that's just a thing. With that, everything else is there's you know none of that's a thing. Nothing's a thing, and it's hard to explain it. But but um, it, but I still had some sort of an identity. You know what I mean? I was still aware of uh, I was me. You know what I mean? And then sucked back and. I was never been so bummed out in my life, <laughs> but that was enough for me to know. And my other experiences when I sometimes when I'm working really long times and, and it feels like somebody's next to me and we're working together. You know what I mean? Coming up with ideas and trying this and that, and I'll be talking to whatever it is, you know, and going back and forth ideas. And then I realized, no, oh, there's nobody here. <laughs> when am I talking up or something? But after I wow. stopped getting, getting high and shit like that, you know, and then I know that it's not that, and I'm either just batshit insane, but the results are the songs, you know what I mean? Indeed. Indeed. And they connect, but, but like I was saying, I know that, that that's just from that experience and other experiences I've had in my life, like where, you know, my, 
something saved my life. You know, I was, and I, I was going to go down these stairs, these real steep stairs that broke one day. And I had all this shit in my hands and I was going down these stairs. I was on my way down. Here it goes. Something pushed me back up the stair. You know what I mean? And things like that, you know, little spirits and shit like that. So <clears throat> that's the biggest problem that people have is, is, is even the ones that are, you know, the, the biggest Bible thumpers, the ones that have the most faith and ones that are doing things right and stuff. Still, they don't know. Nobody knows. You know what I mean? There's, it's called faith. They, have faith, but it's, uh, I don't want to get into too much about that. It's just all the religions and everything. That's, uh, it's not, none of that was on the money. It was, it was more of a, it was simpler than that. It was much simpler than that. Yeah. Spiritual you know, awareness. You're connected. You're connected yeah. to the cosmos. Don't you? you're, yeah, you're aware a, of things. It's a main energy source. And we come from this main energy source. So that would be God. I think we we're all energy. Everything is energy. You know what I mean? It's just a matter of, how it, um, you know, it's all about, it's all about connection. Everything is is connected and it's supposed to be connected, but then there's weak links. There's broken links in the chain with uh, every third, fourth guy who's not, doesn't have any spirituality. So he doesn't know to try to connect and thinks there's nothing there and this and that. And so he's not mindful of anything. And there's these, the door is not open to possibilities for a person like that. You know what I mean? Then there's other people that I think are come from some other energy source that are just parasites, you know, that can't get enough billion multi-billionaires that just fucking people over and shit. And it just can't eat enough. They got it more and more and more. This is my ideology. I think it makes a lot of sense. And, um, but, uh, I know enough to, uh, I know enough to, uh, uh, give me, give me, uh, that, that knowing, so that I try, if I could pass that on to you or other people and really let you guys, you know, if you can go in my head and know what I know, it's like, it would change the world. And I would probably be uh, disappear. You know, some religion would take me out, <laughs> man. How old were you when you had the drowning experience? Uh, like 25 or something. Okay. So fully fledged adult. So you, you lived yeah. enough life to have a lot of context. That what yeah, there's was happening a lot of- to you was... Those years, there was a, there was things were a fog, you know, it's hard for me to, to see a timeline on all those years, you know, it went, it just went in periods of before enough's enough, the, before the fame and stuff like that, then I life then, which was, that was terrible. And then, um, and then there's the, the, uh, the big years and that's all one big bloke and one big wash. And then it's the years afterwards that I see it. So I picture in everything in like three, three big memories with, with stories in between of each. And then there's now, which is uh, everything's totally different. There's no drugs, there's no, um, you know, the, the drinking and uh, all the, the chicks and all the, you know, the whole debauchery and stuff that, uh, that I loved so much, you know, but that's, <laughs> you got to let a lot of that go and get older and stuff and uh, trying to hang in there. And, um, you know, as long as I keep it cool and I keep myself um, in uh the right frame of mind and the right environments and the right people around me and stuff. And I don't have any worries of going back to that, that kind of life. You know, I don't need meetings. I don't need to go to NA. I don't need this and that. Cause I, I've such a distaste for it. I did it so long and turned in, turned it into such an ugly, messy uh, piece of shit of a fucking life. You know what I mean? Even, even when the, the good things were happening, it's, I still felt lonely and I still felt, you know, it's them against me and stuff. And that would be the case 
often. And, and it was, a, it's, you know, the vicious circle, you know, the anxiety that would come with that, you know what I mean? And then, but I always, uh, even though it's like being around people, it, it, it freaks me out. It scares me. It's, I'm scared the whole time I'm signing things I'm taking pictures and stuff. And it's like, you know, I'm brave, brave facing it. You know what I mean? But with the fans, <clears throat> at least with the fans, I feel connected and, and they make me right away. They make me feel okay. And it is safe. I feel safe with my fans and I feel, uh, you know, safe. And, and, you know, like, just like with you, you immediately you told me you had this anxiety stuff. I felt like a, a bond right away, a connection with mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean? And that made, that makes me able to relax and, and you know what I mean? I, I do understand. I mean, and I, mean, I, think a lot of, I do brother, but I think a lot, a lot of my issues stem from, Growing up, like experiences yeah, well, as a kid, and that's probably your, the same for you. You spend your adult life getting over your childhood. That's basically what it is, you know. My childhood was, uh, I said, was shit, you know, a cliche, uh, just a shitty uh, upbringing. Uh, not upbringing, you know, the wrong kind of supervision when I was supervised, and then no supervision. You know what I mean? And then, boom, into this other. Then all of a sudden, I'm Donny V and. Uh, you know, MTV and radio and stuff. And it's just, everything whizzes by and it's, I've never been prepared or caught up for something when something happens. I've never been ready for it except now. Now I am, but um, although a lot of the opportunities and the, and the possibilities and all this other shit with the business and everything like that, a lot of them are gone and dead. You know what I mean? It's uh, but I still uh, now, now I'm able to, uh, I forget what I'm saying. <laughs> No, you're I'm talking sorry. very eloquently about the issues that you faced growing up and how that morphed into Oh yeah. yeah. Your career took over then and then you probably haven't I think what happens is is that we is that we bury things, mate. And then as we, we grow a lot older and we become more vulnerable and aware of who we are in relation to what we are not, a lot of those vulnerabilities, mate, they just come to the surface and the tough guy in us just tries to shove it back down, but it just bubbles up like a bloody volcano. Yeah. And then it blows, you know, the, the pressure's got to go somewhere. And when it, then when it blows, it's a fucking shit shell. You know what I mean? Mm. But uh, up until then, you're just like hanging on by a thread a lot of times, you know, and, and of course the self-medicating takes on a life of its own. So you're like two different yeah. people, you're yourself. And then there's this other person on top that's, that's fucked up and stuff, but it gets to a point where that part of you is running the shell and the other one makes, doesn't make as much of an appearance, you know what I mean? Yourself. And so uh, it's not, you you know, you're really not, not present in it. And it's kind of like I'm, I'm observing and watching, excuse me, watching the movie, like everybody else is perceiving me. Excuse me. It's like, a, it's like I'm watching a movie. You know what I mean? That is so and, true. Uh, that is the best yeah. description I've ever heard of anxiety. Honestly, yeah. Donnie, that is, yeah, that's exactly what it's like. You, you take on a, the third person, the persona of the third person, and you watch yourself have this experience and you think, why can't I control this better than I can control it? Why can't I stop it? Yeah, I'm like, see what, nowadays what I do is uh, when people ain't around or something like that, I, I'm, I'm narrating or I'm directing like a director and I'm directing myself. All right, you got to do this. All right, let's change in the guitar strings. All right, take this E off and I'm talking to myself. I mean, let's change that string. Let's put this on right. And this, you know, sometimes I can't even function without telling myself the, the you know, the, the next action or this and that, you know, do this, now do this and do that. And then sometimes it's fine, you know, it just depends when it comes though. 
and and what usually uh, these bouts of anxiety they uh, they come on and sometimes it's it'll last for a week, sometimes it'll just last for a day. But you're so revved that when I would come out of that, instantly I go into a certain period of depression. I mean, because mm-hmm. uh, things build up on you and you, I'm scared of the phone. I'm scared to take care of business. I'm not going in my emails. I'm not doing this and that. So that shit's building up and coming at me. Like, why aren't you taking care of your emails? Why aren't you answering your texts? Why aren't you doing your things and stuff like that? And like today, I would have blown this off today. It's just the way that I felt and everything, you know, but I'm not doing that anymore. And, and through the grace of God, you happen to understand that shit. You know what I mean? So I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that do and, and that's what I was saying earlier, that uh, there's not enough awareness for uh, mental health. There's just not, at least in this country, people don't take that. You know, if they think of his anxiety, it's like, oh, don't be a pussy. You know, just get it up, walk it off. It'll be all right. Everything will be fine. You know, it's not real, this and that. Well, sure, you know that already. You know, I already know all that. That's not doing me any good. You know what I mean? It's like I'm still waiting for something, whatever is going to happen to get me. And, um, and it sounds stupid when you say it to some people and after a while it starts to sound old and, and, and where they're, they're taking it, perceiving it as just an excuse or something like that. And they don't fucking know, you know, I don't know what you got to do to convince people, but, uh, but then, then he's mentally ill then they'll do something that causes wreaks havoc. And then, it, and when your anxiety is affecting other people, like uh, schizophrenia and stuff. I have a great mm-hmm. friend who's schizophrenic and, and what goes on in her head is, uh, is ridiculous. I couldn't even imagine, you know, but, but when you're affecting other people, like some action you did because you're out of your mind and you, didn't know, you don't know what you're doing right. And it, it does something that it fucks something up. You know what I mean? So that's when people kind of uh, will listen a little bit more as what's going on with you and shit like that, you know. Just find people have a lack of empathy and sensitivity toward what people like us are going through and what our experience is, which is why I don't share it. And I just, I try, like you, mate, I think the word that needs to be used is I think we, we use a lot of courage to get through the day. Yeah, we I mean, have to. Well, there's also uh, an empowerment of nothing to lose. When you have, when you feel like you have nothing to lose, it's very liberating, it makes you dangerous. You know what mm. I mean? It's like yeah. uh, everybody else has something to lose. You have nothing to lose. You, you know, what do I, you know, there's nothing, nothing can happen worse by, by me taking this action or doing this and that, you know. And so you're, you're, you're taking more steps and more chances and things that going against your anxiety and, and acting on it, you know, like just jumping off into it and stuff like that. And, um, and uh, as opposed to scared of everything and having reservations and, and, uh, but when you do that, like I, I did, I mean, add alcohol or something like that, I'm jumping into everything. You know I mean, I'm not having any reservations and, you know, I don't know where to draw the line before you know it. Uh, all hell broke loose. It's a shit show. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hate that judgment about the lifestyle choices that are made and people making an assumption that that leads to anxiety and depression. They're like, it's bullshit. There are underlying issues that lead towards self-medication. And it's that balance that we try to get right that can be very difficult to get right, as you well know. And eventually you get to a point where you start seeking guidance through uh, counselling, through uh, spiritual matters, whether it be religious or what have you, but ultimately you're still you and you've still got to turn to yourself. Yeah, therapy and all that stuff. Yeah, the therapy and all those things like that are, if you have a good therapist, you're you're basically, they'll guide you in directions. So 
so that the things that you're learning stuff about yourself are revelations of your own. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I get this, or I, that's where this came from, or this and that. You know, once you, if you can start to understand certain things about, about your issues, you understand where they stem from, things like that. And, uh, you know, then you're, uh, then at least me, I have a, I have a, a chance to, uh, to try to uh, take it down and build it back up, you know, into something that, that works as opposed to, you know, something that's broken and fucked up. But yeah, I got diagnosed late in life. I didn't even, you know, who, who thinks, it, you know, everybody just assumes and calls you a piece of shit so long or whatever, you know, it's just the negativity and stuff. And it's just crazy. You start believing you're just crazy. You're just an asshole. You're just fucked up and this and that. And, and then I went through this big, big rehabilitation uh, course or class thing that was like lasted two to three years with jail and everything that was included in that. And um, learned a lot about, you know, learned like, functioning autism. I got uh, manic depression. I got bipolar, I mean, bipolar depression. I got ADHD. I got this anxiety and um, you, you name it. And I got it all. And, and, and then when you look at it in, in that perspective and in that regards, then I started being, then I get proud of myself. It's like, look at all the things that you're overcoming and you're still able to do this, you know, and it's, it might be terrifying or it might, you know, might be a lot of negative experiences or lonely, this and that, but I'm proud of myself because I'm, I'm <clears throat> overcoming all this shit and I'm taking care of business and, and trying not to let that, you know what I mean? It's just, you can understand it a little bit better. That's then you uh, don't necessarily have to have to own all of the, all of the shit that goes along with it and all the things that are caused by it. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, like if you have cancer or this and that, you know what I mean? You, you can't help this or you can't help that. You know what I mean? Cause you've got this cancer or you've got this disease or this like COVID even you can't help that. It's not something that, that you, you know, you made a choice to do or have. And, um, you know, and, and people take that seriously. People take an illness like that seriously. People take all kinds of illnesses seriously, even, you know, but mental health, you know, they're trying to nip it by medicating the kids early, though. You know, I so many kids yeah. are all just instead of supervision, instead of uh, reprimanding and things like that, who's given medi medication and just re relying in, um, on the good graces of, of a kid. You know what I mean, like a ch little child. And and uh, it's that just becomes a drug addict. There's another drug addict for the, for the rest of his life. You know, he knows that I have issues. I have problems. I take this, I take a pill and I feel mm -hmm. better. So there's your drug addict. You know what I mean? And it just keeps going and going and going. And, but uh, like it was with me, but um, once I understand and know it, I'm not ashamed and I'm not embarrassed of this. I'm just embarrassed. Like my eyes are flicking and my hands are weird. And I'm, I'm going to put my glasses on now. Anyways, my eyeballs are spinning. I sure. apologize for that. No, gosh, no, mate. No, it's interesting. You raise a very good point there. Nobody accuses people who have cancer or any other sort of multiple sclerosis, any other sort of affliction which they have ultimately. And people can argue that lifestyle choices lead to things like cancer, sure, what have you. But ultimately, they're not decisions that you would ever make to, own, to have that affliction. Nobody wakes up one day and says, you know what, I want to have cancer or multiple sclerosis. Right. Nobody the wakes up and says they want to have this either, you know what I mean? But it doesn't get viewed like that, does it, by no. society? Because that's what that's no, my point you're, about the, the lifestyle You're left choices. accountable. You're left there uh, accountable for everything that's going down and everything, you know, when you're well held accountable. 
It's like, you're the one that's doing all this. You're the one that's messing things up. You're the one that did that. Hold on. Turn my phone down. Sorry about that. No, no worries. Yeah. I don't even know how to do that right now. I can't even see. I don't have my glasses. You know, but, <laughs> I, but but you get a break when you're not, when you understand things and you know you have an issue and you yeah. know that, that you're not 100% accountable and, and you might know that. And, and, but if anybody really cares about you or has a, and you have a knowing about this kind of stuff. So you, uh, then you, you're kind of off the hook a bit, you know what I mean? It's like, you have to, you have to deal with it and you have to treat it and stuff, but you're off the hook, you know, just like cancer came and got him, just like a heart attack came and got him. So it's not something that I need to be ashamed of. I mean, no, definitely not. Absolutely not. Yeah. Just, just on the, you in as little or as much detail as you choose, are you married? Do you have, you know, good support on a personal level? <laughs> uh, I was married one time and um, it's, it's not for me. It's on the cards for me. Um, I've had a few, a uh, few long relationships and, and by at the end, you know, I'm, I'm married to, to what I do. I'm married to my art and my craft. So, um, so the relationships suffer because, uh, if you have with a woman needs to come first, they need to come first and, and nothing can come first with before this, this is who I am. This is what everything about is probably how, why you like me, things like that. You know what I mean? So, so nothing comes first and then, you know, in a relationship and then the more you delve into that and, and aren't attending to this then what you're doing sort of becomes like you're doing a bad thing. Like they're jealous of it. You know what I mean? There's like a jealousy of it when you're doing, it's like oh, doing that again, blah, blah, blah. And it becomes like a bad thing that you're doing. And yeah, so that's not for me. Um, having to answer to somebody for everything. You know what I mean? It's not, that's not for me. Um, having to go through the motions and uh, you know, I'm kind of a touch me not, you know what I mean? And having to go, it's like a, like a feral cat being held, and petted and this and that and they have the stuck inside it's like whole time I'm like ah you know but yep. but i have been in love one time and it was pretty strong and and um is powerful and is wonderful of a feeling that 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 true kind of love is it's also very dangerous because it can that particular thing is if it's that powerful up it's it has the power to be that powerful down i mean mm-hmm. and where you can't where it takes you out you're just debilitated you know it's and uh there he goes there yeah once again to the mental health and stuff you know it's it's um but no that's relationships are great i believe in i believe in everybody should have one you know but but uh it's not necessarily for me you know yeah no i'm hearing you i'm hearing you but you've got a good good support network around you these days you've got some good mates as we say I do these days, you know, I got, uh, got this close circle of people who all really believe and, um, and believe enough to, uh, put the energy in to help me. And, um, and if I didn't, you know, I don't have the, the wherewithal or the responsibilities to, uh, to do anything. You know what I mean? I just fucking fuck off all day, you know? So, mm-hmm. so I need these people around me and I know, and I can trust them because I've had people around me in the, in the past who have been in my circle that I trusted and with my life and wasn't looking. And those are mm-hmm. the ones that have stuck it in my back, you know, and uh, cause you're not looking at them. You're not paying attention. You're looking for everything else. Cause these guys are, you know, these are in your team, you're on your corner. You know what I mean? But that's the ones that hurt the most, you know, and, 
now changes your whole uh, that's your changes your whole perspective and how you are able to trust this person or give everything to this person or reservations or, or just beaten down where you're damaged. You know what I mean? You're damaged for the rest of your life. And, and that's what's been happening. But fortunately I got really good people around me right now and I feel safe and protected as long as I do my job, you know, hmm. it's been long, it's been a long, hard life. It's been a really long time, you know, with the, struggling with shit like that. You know? Yeah. Okay. I, I can hear you, mate. Yeah. No, you've been incredibly brave <coughs> talking about these things in this conversation, but uh, Michael's asked me to do a hard stop. What time's it over there now? Is it um, about 2.45 PM? Yeah. Yeah, he's asked me to do a hard stop at um, 10 to 3, so five minutes' time. So, unfortunately, I'm going to wrap things up. It's a shame because there's plenty more things that I'd love to talk about. We haven't even touched Listen, on you. Listen, you have my email now. I, I, well, yeah, send, me, send me an email yeah. or something. And if you want to do this stuff, if you have some more that you want to talk to me about or you want to do a part two or in the future or anything, you can contact me direct, you know, and as long as you CC Michael yeah, so he knows what's going down. But you know, that's no problem there if, you know, we didn't talk a lot about music. And so we should probably have another one where we talk about music and you can have two part or something like that if you want. I'd like <laughs> to do that but, for me. But I mean, when you go there and you share what you've, what you have shared in this chat here, it's incredibly empowering for people. You understand? Because when you show vulnerability, mate, people relate to that in ways that it's so much more powerful than if you're just talking about regular everyday things, including the music, to be honest with you, because you're sharing part of your soul as you've done. Yeah. Well, usually it's like, how did you first meet Chip? How did you do this? What was like your referred record? Blah, blah, blah. How do you write your mm. songs? This and that. Now this, now it's like, what do you got going on? What's part, how did you do the video? How'd you do this and that? And you know, you're, when you got three or four a day, you're answering those same questions, you know, all over and over and over again. And, but I get, I get lucky that, that uh, there'll be some different things in each one, you know, that's why, like I try to connect with them before the thing even starts, you know, and tell them where I'm comfortable. I'll say anything. You can ask me anything. I don't hold hide anything. I'm as direct as, and uh, like I said, nothing to lose, but, but uh, there's certain things that I love talking about a lot more. And that's like real stuff where, yeah. where I'm actually feeling a connection and stuff like this one. That's, it was refreshing to just talk about this and not, but I need to be pushing my product, you know? So I got a new, new video, new single. It's called party time. It's a lot of fun. It's a really great video. Um, and it's a Batman themed thing and it all came together in a magical way and um, Cadillac productions and, and um, got a flash drive releasing that with, with all my records and everything basically that I've done, it's all on one drive and it's a laminate and that's, you can get that all at my website, bountyb.com. Yeah, I'll put up a link at the end of the episode so everybody knows where to go. I've seen your website, great website. And, uh, you know, you've you got some good support around you these days with Michael from the sound mm -hmm. of things, at least share, helping you spread send, the good word. Send me, a, send, send me a kangaroo tooth. I can make glass out of it, so a necklace or something. I'll try. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a kangaroo tooth. Probably a crocodile on. tooth. There you go. They're out there all over the place. Just get out there and beat the shit out of one and give me a tooth. And just <laughs> <laughs> they come up to my yard here, actually. My daughter and I sometimes see them late at night. We go bushwalking and see them. Yeah, they're they'll, everywhere here. Yeah, yeah, They'll kick your ass, won't they? Oh, uh, the probably out out west and in the central, out, you know, the outback they might, but around here, mate, they're just scared of you. So there's bolt, you know. Yeah. You never, you never. Maybe you ever eat one. Did you ever eat one? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Have you? Yeah, 
Um, yeah, they sell them in supermarkets. Yeah, we're the only country that sells our the animal that's on our coat of arms in the supermarket to eat. What do they call it? Like, to, like give me give me a two pounds of what is it? Roux, kangaroo, just <laughs> kangaroo meat. It? Yeah, roux meat, whatever. Yeah, people will know. What I you're can't fathom that. Hey, give me give me a pound of kangaroo meat. <laughs> I'll take some. It's not popular. But, yeah, but it's koala definitely bear, there. A little a little koala bear. I haven't had that. I don't know whether you could eat that. You'd probably get you'd probably get killed if you ate a koala bear. I think they're uh, <laughs> they're, they're you know they're just one of those animals. There are they are around here too. There's signs up around here saying please drive slowly because koala bears cross. They're I've never so seen cute. one. So yeah. <laughs> but, well, that's because most of them are gone and uh, they live in the trees they live in and they, they that's like a permanent home for them. And when that stuff's gone, they know where where the fuck to go. And there's no. other ones that have their territory and. Uh, they're so cute, but I think what they eat is poison to to those eucalyptus and stuff. It's kind of like a, from what I understand or remember, like it's like, yeah. yeah, it's like a poison or something. You know? mm. Mate, we better leave it there just so I can get to the next one. I know I think it's about 10 minutes away or something, but uh, look, I'll send you a link once it's posted, if that's okay. And, and I'd love to do yeah. part two. Yeah. Maybe you can help me orchestrate getting the fuck over there, you know, and. Uh, I'd like to try to be part of that. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would love to come over there and uh, just hang, you know, those beaches and stuff and uh, eat, try the kangaroo meat. <laughs> that won't happen. Do you throw it on the Barbie? We do throw it on the Barbie. You got a slow cooker in meat, though. You can't cook it too quickly because it's very tough. It's very, very sort of. <laughs> yeah, you're, a better, you're a better man than me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All good, brother. Okay, brother. Mate, it's been a pleasure talking to you. It was mate, it's been a very pleasant surprise. I've got to be honest with you. I haven't had a conversation like this one in 600 interviews, just so as you know. So <laughs> I appreciate it. I do. I appreciate well, it. Thank you. I appreciate it too. I, I actually uh, feel better after venting some of that stuff and talking to you about it. It just felt like we were having a discussion about some common issue that we have and um but yeah. then i then when i start thinking about it oh everybody will be watching this conversation i start getting in my head i'm like oh shit that was you know i didn't talk about anything except uh this shit but mm. Mate, all right, man. there are so many interviews out there if you're talking about your music it's refreshing for something to be something a bit different something that we've connected on but uh let's keep in touch anyway johnny i'd love to do that andy it's been great pleasure meeting you and thank you so much for thinking of me and, uh, you know, give me some more exposure out there. And, uh, you know, maybe if I could reel in some of the people with anxiety, there's a lot of those to make, turn them into fans. <laughs> mm -hmm. But if you like one thing that I do get this flash drive, because if you like one thing, you'll love them all. You'll yeah. It. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. No, no, I'm going to check it out for sure, mate. So I love your music. Please keep making the music, but let's catch up sometime for round two. Right on. Bro. Thank you. All Thanks right, brother. Okay. Good, good, good day, mate. <laughs> no worries, mate. Gotcha. Easily one of my favorite conversations that I've had for the podcast. Thanks, Donnie, for going there. I appreciate it, mate. Yes, indeed. So if you suffer from issues relating to anxiety, panic attacks, maybe depression, that sort of thing, I hope that that conversation there gave you some deep insight from Donnie's perspective and I guess I added my own two cents as well yes I've had two panic attacks in my life and they were fucking awful so you are totally captive to that experience and I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy to be quite honest with you maybe my worst enemy maybe not my second worst enemy there you go anyway if you like that conversation 
There's not too many more just like that one over at scarsandguitars.com. I can tell you that now because that was quite unique. But there are many more conversations featuring musicians from the world of rock and metal and beyond. If you to wrap your ears around, scarsandguitars.com is the website again. If you could like, subscribe and share, I'd appreciate that. It all helps, but even better, leave a nice comment. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith and I'm the host of the Scars and Guitars podcast series. Until next time, it is a very good bye for now.